NASA launch delayed until Friday. Will we finally find out what's on the dark side of the moon? The Twitter court case is heating up. Can we just delete it now? Apple may take your iPhone to space. Walmart's storage is not all it is cracked up to be. Traveling before the internet. Yes, it still happened. And it was, dare I say, convenient. It's Wednesday, August 31st. Whoa, how did that happen already? And this is the Weekly Tech Roundup on The Brew House. really enjoyed being uh i i have really been enjoying doing uh these midweek tech roundups it gives me about five stories to really dig into deep and learn what's going on with these things that i select i never was a writer in fact i would do about anything i could do to not write to the point it if it required double space writing i would just put words that in white on the double space lines just so i could get the required word count I'm sure the teacher knew uh, what I was doing, but since I was computer savvy, I didn't think they'd try to push it with me. I mean, I got into an argument with our school when, I, when our school first got the internet. Uh, they wouldn't let us use .coms or uh, .coms as sources, only .gov or .org. I attempted to explain to them that uh, you could buy a .org, but I was met with arguments and I just gave up and filled the white spaces in with nonsense words. Anyways, on to the news. NASA, the space organization that used to be known for sending rockets into space, is finally sending a rocket back into space. Maybe. The Verge is reporting that Artemis 1 launch was halted on Monday, setting the failure of one of the Space Launch System's rockets for engines to reach the appropriate temperature. The SLS is a key component of the NASA Artemis program, which aims to send humans back to the moon by 2025. The next attempt is scheduled for Friday, September 2nd at 12.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My grandpa and then my dad always warned me not to put really cold water on a hot engine, like if you're washing it. And it appears that this is what happened today. NASA has to be careful with cold fuel going into the rocket. It could shock the motor and crack it and potentially cause an explosion, which would be bad for any passengers aboard. Now, I'm a space geek. I love the idea of going back to the moon. I hope that someday there is a privatized moon Airbnb that we could travel to. However, I'm not sure I could handle the cognitive shift in awareness from seeing the Earth from the moon. Frank White calls this the overview effect. It is often experienced as a profound feeling of awe and interconnection and a renewed sense of responsibility for taking care of the environment. The Twitter user known as Munge has uh, blown the whistle on Twitter and uh, will be deposed by Elon Musk's legal team on September 9th. Munch used to be Twitter's security chief and has uh, said that Twitter lied about bots and safety. These statements align with what Elon Musk has said uh, that the bots are running rampant on Twitter. Mudge was fired by Twitter in January. He claims this was in retaliation for his, uh, his refusal to stay quiet about the company's vulnerabilities. Mudge filed a complaint with the SEC that accuses Twitter of deceiving shareholders. Mudge's complaints to the SEC says that the Twitter employees have too much access to data, including users' phone numbers, and this access is not closely monitored. They misled the FTC. In 2010, Twitter settled with the FTC on claims that it uh, that it failed to protect consumers' personal, personal information. Twitter ignored bots. Twitter claims that less than 5% of its monthly daily active users are bots, fake accounts, or spam. Mudge claims that the method to measure bots is misleading. There's more. This complaint is very long, but it uh, much aligns with what Elon Musk is claiming. While myself personally, I can't other than anecdotally prove that Twitter is full of bots, look at any high-level person, president, White House, basically any politician, actors and actresses, look at their tweet replies. How many foreign soccer players and fans really care about the White House, what the White House is tweeting? Or use the right hashtag when you, when you make a tweet and watch the immediate responses. Or... The tweet replies by people who follow less than 10 and are followed by none. 
They're all bots. Apple may add satellite functionality to their iPhone. Apple actually started looking into this with the iPhone 13 and it never came through. It appears they are looking to add this functionality to the iPhone 14. You'll be able to send text messages and voice text over satellite. It appears that the only thing Apple is missing is a satellite partner. If you listen to my podcast from Monday on how Starlink will change the world, we talked about latency of Starlink. One of the things I didn't touch on in that episode was what it takes to reliably have a phone conversation. In the telephony world, we say anything more than 80 milliseconds, the call will start to have a noticeable loss, breakups, and weird sounds. But since Starlink is only 20 to 60 milliseconds, it seems like a good choice for real-time communication. But it appears as of this report, Apple really doesn't want to be in the real-time communication business, but more like texting or alerting emergency services. Like, say, if you're off hiking or out of signal area, it would uh, seem that it would be easier for emergency workers to find someone who is lost because the phone could also send location data through the satellite. Cool stuff. It'll be interesting to see how uh, they can do it without the gigantic antennas that most satellite-based phones usually have. Walmart, the purveyor of inexpensive goods, has a new USB storage device available, and as expected, it's cheap. Like, really cheap. It's $39 for 30 terabytes of storage. But like my mama used to say, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Keep in mind that the current going rate for a 30 terabyte SSD is right around $4,000. And even then, you have to split it between multiple drives to make it happen. Twitter user Ray Redacted found a 30 terabyte SSD external flash drive type C hanging out on Walmart's AliExpress for under $30. And as any good researcher would do, he ordered one. And it showed up uh, and it said 30 terabyte. When Ray plugged it in, he found it had two partitions or two drive letters of 15 terabyte each. Okay, not bad, still not a deal breaker. But when he copied a terabyte of data onto the drives, none of the files were retrievable and they were corrupted. That's because the partitions are reporting the wrong sizes. Ray also found that uh, the USB 3.1 speed was actually more like USB 2.0. Ray then opened the drive to find two micro SDs glued into place on an adapter circuit board, not an M2 as advertised. The cards themselves were actually 512 megabytes each. So this drive is actually one gigabyte of space. If the people that are uh, that built this are willing to do to go to these links, would they be above putting malware or ransomware on there? Now, Walmart can't be completely blamed for this. Uh, it was available only online and from an online seller. And as of this morning, I was unable to find the disc for sale anymore. Here's one I never thought of. Traveling before the internet. Being 40, I'm at this weird space and time where we had the internet home, but not on the road. We couldn't pull up a map on our smartphone to get directions. There, there wasn't data. We would, uh, we would go pull over, pull out a map and look. Or before we left, we'd go to MapQuest and print out the directions. My wife and I, for our honeymoon, went to a travel agent to help us get plane tickets booked and hotel stays in Las Vegas. We were also able to look at a map and estimate how long it would take to get there without uh, looking at traffic on the maps application. The first thought people probably have is being amazed anyone who's even able to travel a mile without Waze or Instagram, muses Chuck Thompson, author of Two Hellholes and Back, Bribes, Lies, and the Art of Extreme Tourism. These times utterly transformed how we travel and how we live, period. If you had told someone in the 1980s there would come a time when the average American spent over five hours a day on their phone, they would have said, five? I hang up after being on hold for two hours, tops. I don't have much to say about this. I just found the CNN article hilarious, but then I thought about it a bit. And I think it's still a little sad. We used to be connected to our vacations. When, uh, when you didn't have Facebook or Instagram, you went. 
You brought your camera and a bunch of rolls of film, and when you got back, you would share the pictures with your friends when you went to lunch, or maybe you just put them in a photo album to look at later. In some ways, all this convenience, I think, disconnects us from what vacation and travel used to be. I'll call them when I get home. I can't find a payphone around here, is something that people really said. We disconnected. Coming up on Friday's podcast, Tesla Auto Drive is trash. I go over uh, Tesla's Auto Drive, how Tesla's Auto Drive has gotten worse over the years, and maybe why. Give it a listen. And hey, if you're liking this podcast, please rate it, share it, and give it a comment. Come and find me on Twitter at BrewHouseUSA. That's B-R-E-W-H-A-U-S-U-S-A. Enjoy your Wednesday. This has been the Brewhouse Weekly Tech Roundup.